BYOT. Bring your own tacos. Dick swinging. Swinging. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast. We can say fuck. We can say fuck. With Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. I don't care if it's spoken. This is cool. That's a decent amount of sausage. This man you know needs what? a doctor. Yeah, I just hope they're tasty. What's up with these clowns, man? Cut the lights and went through people's pockets. Don't you point that at each other. Let them smoke a little. You need to like step it up to that point. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're not gonna lead with the. We're not gonna lead. Oh. <laughs> So you just got back, right, from Camp Bisco? Just coming off Camp Bisco, man. And uh, it four was a wild days weekend. of music insanity, would you say? Well, it was uh, three technically for me. Okay. Um, we arrived. We arrived Thursday afternoon, probably like four o'clock, which in the, it was a fucking mayhem, man. So like, you get there and you're camping, so you have a ton of shit. And like, we brought a ton of shit. And I basically had like an easy dolly, two wheeled dolly to bring the shit. Okay. Not realizing what I was up against. <laughs> so at the car, I pack it all nice and nice, and it's huge. It's like a crate square, like. But I've got it all tightly packed, like fucking Tetris. Okay. And uh, then I get to the shuttle, the first shuttle, and we got to take it all apart to put it up on a normal school bus. Oh shit! There goes all the work of bundling it. I'm like, all right, so we do that, get it on there. We get to like the trail where the wagon is then we we have to get on a wagon which luckily i could pack it all again and i didn't have to take it apart to put it on the wagon wagon we talking radio flyer like what what kind of wagon we talking a hay wagon like type deal like behind a pickup truck so like a big open trailer yeah and uh so we get on that and then it drops us off on what's called the red loop now camp bisco is held at montage mountain it's a huge resort that has skiing and snowboarding, and it also has a water park. Oh, wow. And um, so the place where they're having you camping is all the slopes. So you're on, like, an incline? We're on a huge incline going, like, going up this fucking crazy hill, and I have a fucking little-ass dolly with <laughs> regular wheels that are meant for fucking concrete. Yeah, these aren't treads. Imagine dragging a giant cart with two wheels up a fucking rocky ass trail. And I'm not talking like little teeny pebbles. I'm talking like fucking rocks from like a couple inches to fucking a foot wide. Like, you're almost better off carrying Oregon it. Trail. And fucking, yeah, dude, it literally was. There was just so much shit that we couldn't like just break it apart and carry it unless we had to make mad trips. So I fucking trekked it up a hill and we like stole like a little sliver of camp space like on the edge of the trail. We were like, fuck it, we're setting up here. We're not going up any further. <laughs> and fucking the whole here, weekend. We'll the summit in morning. My god, the whole weekend we were sliding to the bottom of our tent when we slept at night. That sucks. You end up Dude, waking yeah. up in a pile. <laughs> Dude, literally like waking up with my feet hanging out of the tent and shit. Damn. Like it was it was amazing. But so, on so the positive note, it. we were roughing it. But it was worth it, man. A lot of great people, a lot of interesting people. One of our neighbors was going around introducing himself to people with a new name every fucking time. That's pretty funny. We got he was he was wasted, so he didn't realize he introduced himself to us multiple times. He said <laughs> Paul one time, and I think John another time. <laughs> he's got some slick <laughs> shit going on. We heard him talk, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm just I've, I've introduced myself as Paul, John, Jeff." And he kept going on fucking with names. That's funny. So character. what? What uh, acts did you get to see? So man, it was a wild setup. Uh, we had 
There was everybody, all kinds of people. Um, a lot of EDM, a lot of jam bands. I'm not a jam band guy, but um, even Action Bronson was there. Oh, so wow. That was That's cool. awesome. Got to see him for a little bit. 12th Planet was there. They were re He was really good. Um, Lewis the Child was there. They were really, really good. Sweet. Uh, Paper Diamonds. There was all kinds of great, great artists there. Yeah, I was and, checking uh, out your social media. You can see media. Grizz again. Do you yeah, posting all kinds of cool stuff? Bass Nectar and Grizz were both at uh, Minus Zero, which I got to attend earlier on this year in the wintertime in Vermont. But uh, it, it was a really good show, and the fact that there was a water park was crazy. Got to go on, like, fucking a wave pool, huge wave pool. Oh, that's cool. And this, uh, there was this monster-ass fucking water ride that you ride, like, a tube down, and it kind of spins and goes down these crazy tubes and shit. Okay. And, <laughs> I go down it with my girlfriend, and she won't let me, she won't let me live this down. And we're going down, and we get through the first little part, and I'm, all right, I'm like, oh my god, alright, alright. And then we're getting to this part that's, like, a straight drop with a teeny-ass water tube. Uh-oh. And before I can even think about it, I make this, like, a noise that's comparable to, like, a jet fighter. When you put somebody in a jet for the first time and they take somebody around and they're hitting the Gs, <laughs> they're getting to the high Gs, I, like, crunched all the air out of my fucking esophagus. I'm like, <laughs> I literally made that noise. You gotta push the blood into your head so they don't pass out. Dude, that's what it was, man. I was pushing the blood to the head. That's ridiculous. And, uh... Yeah, I just couldn't even, like, I was just like, I don't know where that came from. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ignore that last noise. Yeah, just ignore that. Let's well, go get drunk. It sounds like you had fun. <laughs> I'm glad that you made it back, and we're still putting out an episode, because we love oh, the fans. Oh, yeah. And on that note, welcome to another episode of American Slacker Podcast. And as always, I'm Matthew. And I'm Jesse. And as we always like to tell you, make sure there's a water park at your concert. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing like it. And recommend the show to a friend if you haven't done that already. Uh, you probably know someone who would enjoy hearing our voices coming out of their speakers on their commute or wherever you listen to us. If they're not familiar with, you know, how podcasts work, send them over to the YouTube. There's plenty of ways to get a hold of us. And also, please support the show by contributing to our Patreon. Contributing to our Patreon helps us craft this show and spend more time dedicated to it. Of course, we've got to start this out by thanking current Patreons. Patreons? do this every time patrons patrons and of course it's the guys at crime roulette podcast you guys are fucking awesome and uh we appreciate you contributing kyle no bradford all you guys we really appreciate it make sure you check out their podcast as well hell yeah and if you want to hear your name at the top of this show head on over to patreon.com search american slacker podcast and help us out any way we can and you'll get your name shouted out along with an invite to uh, play Xbox with us on the last Saturday of the month. So coming up on this show, we got our bizarre news as always. Then we're going to uh, clink it up with a little tech and then we're going to close out with the Wheel of Weird. So stick around. Yeah, a lot of fun stuff. We always like to start out the bizarre news with a little bit of weed news. This time, it's something that I've always been interested in and thought that we were going to be leaning towards in the near future with legalization and uh, laws being lax, more lax on marijuana. In Switzerland, a, supermar a supermarket is starting to sell cannabis cigarettes. Now, nice. this independent Swiss cigarette maker has launched the first, they called it a hemp cigarette, um, and it's on sale in major Swiss supermarkets uh, on July 24th. And for the foreseeable future, but it has a very low THC content. It's more CBD, which people have found helps in treating pain, inflammation, panic attacks, that sort of thing. Ah, nice. Yeah, I was going to say, it's perfect for if you're feeling a little sore in your back. 
yeah. shoulder issue like you got. Or maybe, you know, it, I'm thinking it could be a way to help people uh, quit cigarettes. If that they're too. wanting an alternative. I mean, why not? Yeah, yeah. It's still going to be the same, like, pleasure, you know, like uh, the fixation. Yeah, the whole oral fixation thing. And, I mean, each pack is going to cost yeah. 19 uh, $19, well, 19 francs and 19 cents. So it's a Swiss franc, which is equal to about just over $20 in the U.S. Okay, so and how many does that get you? Uh, it's a pack, so I'm guessing it'd probably be like 20, like how they normally come. Oh, keep it like a normal SIG? Okay. Yeah, yeah they didn't go into how many come in per pack, but uh, they have done some uh, interviews with, I thought this was funny, a paper out of Switzerland called 20 Minuten. <laughs> And they said, you know, hemp <laughs> products are uh, high in demand. <laughs> Pardon the pun. <laughs> like along the lines of tea, beer, oil. It's like, it's just another commodity that they're hoping to be able to corner in terms of the market. Hell yeah. You know, I was at the what, like a random vape shop the other day and I noticed they had a CBD mixture you can add to your normal vape liquid. Oh, that's cool. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. That's a really neat way of going about it. Because then, yeah, you can, if you don't like the the real like THC's type stuff you can always still have the CBD with like a very low THC content these are supposed to have uh, 1% THC so that's still even low that's like what Mexico uh, said for yeah. their legal weed we were talking legal about in weed. another episode take a whole lot of weed to get high I guess most European countries have a legal limit of 0.2% THC which is really low yeah, we thought we thought Mexico to... had a low one <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely not anything you want to use to get high. You'll get a headache before you get high. <laughs> so, yeah, they warn, the company warns against bringing the cigarettes abroad, but at least if you're heading to Switzerland, you can always pick up a pack of uh, Marlboro Greens. I doubt that's what they're called. <laughs> well, we're going to go from something pleasurable to something that just makes my blood boil. Fucking enraging. Enraging. This is a crime against American slacker. More importantly, a crime against the United States of America. Because Alan Thick, Alan Thacker is an asshole, and just <laughs> so you know Alan who Alan Thicke. Thacker is, not Alan Thick. He's all right. He's a nice Canadian. He's a nice. He nice passed er, passed out. He passed away. <laughs> did he really? How did I miss? Yeah, this? recently. It was last end oh, of last year. Dad from Grown Pains is gone. Fuck. Right. Back to Alan Thacker, this motherfucker. So he had an issue on his property. Something was running around and eating the fish from his pond and hunting small game. And he's a hunter, so he didn't take kindly to this. So he decided to stake out what was going on, and he found out that a, an adult male American Eagle had been fishing on his property. He tried to warn the, the bird and sent off a warning shot. When the bird still kept coming around, he decided he had to uh, act a little more intensely, deciding to shoot the bird. But that wasn't enough because the bird survived the shot. Laying on the ground, Thacker decided to run over the bald eagle multiple times, a witness said. Like three or four times. And then dragged the bird into the woods to bury the body discreetly. Now he ran it over with an ATV, right? Yeah, he ran it around with his quad. He did like a couple like donuts on this poor fucking bird. Fucking bullshit, man. He denied killing the eagle, according to the prosecutors. But he also did go on to say something like, Bald eagle protection is an issue because the birds are a menace and that people who he associates with feel the same way. He's just pissed that it's taking his fish from his pond. Go somewhere else, man, or fucking stock your pond better. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, seriously. 
You live you out in nature. That's what happens. But yeah, shooting and then running over with a quad, the animal symbol of our country and of our podcast. He's making yeah, a shit dude. list. The fucking mascot of freedom. Well, this asshole's in court right now, and he could face up to a year in prison and a hundred thousand fine. On top of that, he also must hand over the ro- the rifle that he shot the bird with and nine hundred and sixty dollars, or half of the value of the quad that he ran the fucking bird over with. Oh wow! According to a forfeiture. That's great. Wait, is that to get his quad back since it was used in the uh, <laughs> the crime the incident? It doesn't. It it doesn't describe the. The actual terms here, but it just says $960 or half of the value of the ATV. Huh. Jeez. So if you can prove the ATV is a lower value, then you can pay that. It'd be like, of course it's lower value. It's got eagle blood all over it. Nobody wants that shit. Eagle <laughs> massacre quad. Now, this, so that guy's pretty fucking terrible. It's a straight commie quad, you could say. Yeah, right? <laughs> fucking running over the symbol of our country. It's absolutely terrible. Now, Fuck that guy, first off. Secondly, <laughs> we're, we're headed over uh, to China for our next story, where we had a little bit of confusion of the American variety as well. This woman okay. uh, does live streams. Her name is Zhang. That's her surname. And she does live streams of, like, eating stuff, you know? You want to do, like, a feast. A lot of people do that okay. kind of thing. Like, oh, let me eat yeah. this giant thing or whatever. She decided to have an aloe vera feast. You know, a lot of people use aloe and beauty and makeup type things, or uh, you can actually have aloe drinks. I've had one of those before. They're not bad. Kind of refreshing. They're not bad, no. Yeah, aloe and, water. Yeah, and aloe is supposed to be have some good uh, benefits from consuming it, from putting it like on burns. I know, but <laughs> this woman confused natural uh, aloe with. Agave Americana, which is a poisonous plant native to Mexico. And this plant is pretty much an ornamental plant and should not be eaten because the sap is known to be very, very toxic. Uh. They say that consuming 100 milliliters of the sap consecutively for three days could lead to death. Damn, so, it is so she's, toxic. She's got these huge, two huge leaves of this American agave, and it's, like, probably the size of my arm, so, like, a good, like, three-foot, like, fucking piece of leaf, and she just chomps right into it. Right after she chomps into it on the live stream, she's like, oh, that's bitter. That's really bitter. Usually a telltale sign that something is not supposed to be eaten. Your body knows what it should and should not have in it. (laughs) Yeah. she abandoned the live stream, immediately went to the hospital. She said her mouth went numb and felt like her throat was on fire. She lost her voice. And this was only after She didn't bring the live bites. stream with her. <laughs> no. She didn't. She didn't. Oh, my God. Didn't you got to you gotta cover the whole uh, part of the fuck up. You got to bring it in when the doctor tells you that you're an idiot for chewing on this plant. Well, I think she knows it because she ended up having her stomach pumped. And she also Ooh, ended up having severe rashes and blisters from this. So... Always be sure of the family and species of the plant that you're about to eat. Make sure it's not poisonous. Yeah, yeah. We stress that at American Slacker. Especially mushrooms. Don't fuck with the fungi unless you've been coursed on it. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Plants, animals, bugs. Like, there's you can't just eat anything. Man, you know aloe vera is, like, a very good deterrent for, like, mosquitoes and, and most bugs. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a nice little fact a lot of people don't realize. We got the aloe vera for, like, if you get sunburned, but... 
Use that shit as an alternative to like bug spray, bug spray That's, if you're going yeah, outside. It's better than having DEET yeah. on you. <laughs> Furthermore, the people in our next story could have used a little aloe vera because in Augusta, Maine, a man decided to throw a cup of bed bugs at the people at the counter of the municipal building in Augusta. And, uh, it's not biological attack. I guess it'd be an insecto attack or arthropedic attack. I guess, yeah. I mean, yeah. Either way, it's an act of terrorism in my book. <laughs> yeah, seriously. A 74-year-old man named Charles Manning was a little in distress over the fact that he had been complaining about bedbugs at his current apartment. And uh, they wouldn't help him with any assistance for a new apartment. They said he didn't qualify. So after, you know, a couple weeks of going back and forth trying to get permits or any type of help and assistance, he's, he was fed up. So he gathered these bed bugs from his apartment. And I guess it was so many that the people that were working here at this government building thought he had thrown coffee grinds until oh. the coffee grinds started fucking moving. Oh, God, that's horrifying. Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine... And bed bugs are like lice. They spread like wildfire. Oh god, they're alive! So they had to shut this building down for multiple days and get it bombed and the carpets cleaned and the whole place scrubbed. Just <laughs> so these these bugs wouldn't spread. This was a DMV? Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Not a, not a DMV. We oh, could okay. only wish it was a DMV. That place could use a little fucking... Get you moving. Ah, here's some bed bugs. <laughs> it's too slow in here. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um... No, no, no. It was like a general, like, municipal building. You know, like something like a town hall almost. Okay. And, uh, man, I just, I feel <laughs> for the workers. That's the only thing. I, I feel like you'd just be, like, wanting to strip down right there and not bring anything you had with you home. Yeah, I would just flee the building immediately. Did, did they ever figure out what his disgruntled problem was to do this well yeah it was because he needed assistance to get away from the bed bug infested apartment and they wouldn't help him at all so he decided to give them a dose of the medicine that he was trying to you know. oh, okay I mean, that's that's fair i i follow his logic at least it was yeah, just like man, a crazy like, guy you want to see what bugs? i'm living with here you go <laughs> damn and just bed bugs all up in your face <laughs> well i don't think exporting your bed bugs is necessarily going to make them go away <laughs> Well, it lowers the numbers, so, you know, you got 100 out, you know, it's 100 less for, you know, a day or two until they rebuild that fucking population. Well, maybe there's something like like the aloe vera or something that he'd be able to, you know, take out a little home remedy, try and get yeah, the bed bugs nice, out of there. A nice natural remedy. Cover the bed in hot sauce. Ooh, I feel like nothing could survive being covered in hot sauce. A little cayenne pepper. It's going to solve your problems. Ooh, a little chili chili. Yeah, sure your bed's stained red after, but it's just the price you pay for not having bed bugs. So that actually <laughs> brings terrible. us to our next... It's not necessarily an article, it's more a uh, YouTube phenomenon. We we had talked about, uh, on a previous episode, uh, our old episode where we had Tim Zablewski on, it was called Tim the Tetris and the Slackers. We talked about how a guy had put Diet Coke and then Mentos in a pool to see what would happen, yeah, and it, it got us talking about... a pretty good-sized like, pool. Yeah, and it got us talking about, like, oh, what would happen if, you know, you put a uh, fucking uh, pool of hot sauce and jumped in it? That's what we were like, oh, that's what we want to see. Little oh, did yeah. we know this already exists we on don't. YouTube. <laughs> the the <laughs> hot well, sauce Well, I think in challenge. fairness, we did come up with the idea. 
We did come up with the idea. This happened after our, our talking about it. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I think you're right because this one is 2016 in August, and it was like September or something when we started talking. Maybe they, maybe we inspired this for all we know. But, we could have. Uh, the one video I want to highlight is uh, from the YouTuber, I'm going to butcher it, Samir Kandar. And he has a video labeled Bathing in 1250 Bottles of Hot Sauce. And oh, it just looks God. fucking painful. He fills his Ugh. little tub here with buckets. It is, it is a little tub. It's a very tiny tub. But he fills Not it with hot himself. sauce and, and red peppers floating in it. Just for, like, you know, effect. But he screams about how his asshole's burning afterwards. That's something you don't want submerged <sighs> in pepper liquid. No. None of those areas you want submerged in a finely red sauce of any sorts. He comes out of it, like, exhausted. He looks like he ran, like, miles at the beach because dude's all red. He's, like, winded from it. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. And just imagine. It's probably, like, a bunch of needle heads all poking you all over your body. Like, every fucking inch of your uh, body just getting poked. I would just imagine the worst places would be in, like, your nose. Like, when you get the little bit of hot sauce oh in there when God, he dumps his head dude. under. It's pretty terrible. So yeah, don't Oof. do this. Don't don't do this. We've already seen it. It's out there. We don't need anyone jumping in hot sauce fucking beds. Yeah, there's plenty yeah, plenty of it to see brutal. already. Yeah, we'll have to put up a link to this because it is fucking ridiculous. And uh, he's hurting hours after, like you're saying. Oh, for sure. You know, I don't know what's worse. If you're submerged in a tank of hot sauce or if you're cruising, you know, 60 miles an hour down a hill on a skateboard and then you, you get bumped into a fucking a squad car's front grill. Oof. That's, that's rough pick because, you know, you're talking about, like, burning pain versus, like, blunt force pain. Hit by a car? I've been hit by a car. It's not fun. <laughs> no, man. Especially if you fly into a squad car, they got those metal, like, uh, guard bumpers that are just, like, no good. Oof. Oof. And what we have, man, is skateboarders have been coming into a clash with police in the city of San Francisco. Apparently, there's a popular hill that they like to bomb. They were just kind of holding it down. Yeah, having a, having a hill jam. Hell yeah. Police were trying to shut it down. They were parking their cars in the middle of the roads and stuff. But, the, you know, skateboarding will find a way. Just like Jurassic Park. <laughs> so these guys are curving. They're coming down the hill and they're curving into, like, a narrow space between a cop car and another, you know, utility vehicle. When one asshole cop decides that he's going to step out a little bit and give a, one skateboarder a shoulder check. Leading the skateboarder to fly into a fucking cop car and do a flip. Basically taking all the impact of the collision right on his knees. Yeah, it was like knee to hip area off the back of the uh, cop car. Watching the video just, oh, it's one of those those clinch videos, man. You can't help but go, oh, you know, fucking shock factor is there. And I mean, I have to or commend the other police officers, you know, because a lot of the, the tactics they used were they would sort of walk in a line down the street or across the street so that slowly there wouldn't be any area for the people to skateboard you know that's like yeah, a yeah, passive way to sort of shut it down of, yeah but yeah that one yeah dude just shot through a shoulder into the spite check as he was spite like check speeding down the hill yeah just a complete asshole and you know not all cops are bad you know like of course we're not saying that all police officers are bad but there is a few that are just dicks, man, and this guy is definitely. I was gonna say, our frankly, most of the officers at that from that footage were, you know, like I said, 
trying to peacefully break up. The, yeah, the I've got to say, yeah. Session. It was like one to like fifty there, like that one guy and fifty other great officers that were just not doing anything like that. Right, because I mean, it's the the people Especially. in the neighborhood, I believe, called the police because you know there's all these skateboarders, they're shutting down the street, no one can drive. Like it kind of, they got to deal with it one way it or is another. It is pain in the ass. But yeah. that's not the right way to go about it at all. Yeah, not at all. Remember, now, skaters probably gonna need. Skaters are people too. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. We've all been youthful, you know. Even if you weren't a skater when you were younger, you still did some wild shit, I'm sure. And skateboarders that are out there, up. try and try and respect authority as much as possible. You know, if if the cops come, run. That's usually the best. Yeah, hell <laughs> you yeah. You should be skating yeah, there. Get at least. the fuck out of there. We got a runner. Go. Freeze, sir. Freeze. Hey. Yeah, nowhere's. See, Don't hang like, around and skate, get shoulder see. checked. <laughs> Hopefully that guy's doing a little bit better. Or, well, like, recovering from his injuries from hitting that car. Yeah, man. I'm sure he's going to need a little surgery after that. It's, I'm sure his, his knee is like jelly right now, like just busted. On a lighter note, we have our funny clip of the week coming up next. Yeah, man. This is awesome. <laughs> this is one that we always put up on our Facebook on Wednesdays uh, to give you a little laugh. You can head over to Facebook and search American Slacker Podcast, and we always put fun stuff up on our page, including this. This is a little throwback to Harambe. <laughs> if anyone's unfamiliar <laughs> and you're under a rock a that throwback. year, Harambe was a, a gorilla at the Cincinnati Zoo, I think, who got yes. shot by a zoo official because zoo a little boy yeah. had fallen in to the gorilla cage. It's another one of those videos where, like, what you're focusing on or think you're watching isn't the main focus of the video. It comes out of nowhere. Unexpected beeline. But yeah, we'll, we won't spoil it for you. It's uh, it's some it's gorillas acting acting a fool in a uh, in a habitat. So we'll <laughs> oh, be sure to post tornado. that up. We'll be up to or be posting that up on our Facebook page on Wednesday for sure, so that everyone can get a get a good look at at what we're talking about here. But now I think we're moving on to some technology. Tick, 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 technology. So first up in technology, I, I found this really cool article um, about cloning. Now in South Korea, there is a team that's working to clone different things and their eventual project is gonna be the woolly mammoth. Yeah, so I thought yeah. that was Apparently it's the easiest genetically to bring back between mixing it with elephant DNA. Yep. They have to, you know, sort of mess around with other species before getting to that. One to getting to one, you know, that's not been around for a while. And they have a lab made dog made from a tiny fragment of the mom of the mother or mother clone dog's ear. The cloned puppy was brought to uh, meet its biological mother for the first time. That's crazy. Just a little bit of ear. And you got the virtually like identical dog. It's uh, a six-year-old mother and the clone puppy they met for the first time. And they look exactly like... I mean, it shouldn't be surprising. It's a, literally a clone of the dog. <laughs> but still, it's just like, oh, that's cool. Because you want to think like, oh, that's its mom. But it's really the same like DNA just replicated. It's not even like a mother puppy sort of thing. Yeah, dude, it's so weird, man. I could, like, meeting a clone. Right? Imagine meeting your own clone. You'd probably be like, oh, I kind of like, kind of have a good feeling I'm going to like this guy for some reason. 
So yeah, it's it's really interesting the just the fact that we're getting to this point where we're cloning these animals and and like the I guess the thought prior the psychological aspect of like you know a clone meeting itself that's kind of cool thing to like wrap your head around but i'm really looking forward to the woolly mammoths dude yeah that'll be wild to see the first like mammoth clones when that happens keep it coming south korea i want my mammoth burgers hell yeah they're the first place actually where you can actually pay to get your dog cloned um i did read that in a different article a long time ago if you're wealthy enough okay you can pay for it for uh some type of cloning and get your identical dog very weird elon musk could probably be photocopying his dogs then <laughs> oh yeah you just keep the same one over and over and over again and it never ends it's an endless chain and i mean what would tech be without talking about elon we got a couple articles of elon that we're gonna break down we we had talked about previously the model 3 is getting ready to roll off and uh, actually, yep. about a week ago, the first Model 3 to roll off the Fremont, California assembly line did. The now, first affordable Tesla. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, if you're not aware, the Model 3 is a very affordable Tesla. It's going to be starting out at the price about $35,000, and it's still going to carry all the Tesla feats. A beautiful like interior, a very uh, BMW, Mercedes-like. It's that electric, center console with the touch screen. <laughs> I love the touchscreen. Um, it's it's really cool the integrated design with all just touchscreen, very minimal but very modern, and very, uh, yeah. a range of 215 miles. So it, it's that's the one downside um, for the starter price. You can get a bigger power cell and of course up your mileage, but uh, 215 miles per charge. And uh, also another thing about these cars is you're gonna have to pay for every charge. It doesn't include charging like all the other models, the Model S and Model X. Now I was wondering how they were gonna pull that off. If it was gonna be some sort of like different adapter. No, it's the same adapter, but I, there's something about like the car can register if it's able for free like charging. Something to do oh, with someone's electric gonna be hacking that. <laughs> oh, you know there'll be a code. There's always a code. Jailbreak your <laughs> Tesla. Yeah, yeah. And you can get 10% off by entering JRE. <laughs> or ASP. <laughs> or ASP. We're getting there. Now, the first Model 3 was actually supposed to go to uh, Tesla board member Ira Aaron Press, but he decided to actually give it to Elon as a birthday present. And um, Elon Aww. turned 46 on June 28th, so... It was pretty nice of the guy. Elon actually owns the first Model um, X, but he doesn't own the first Model S. So, oh. And he has the other Tesla, too. There was an, another Tesla that he has the uh, first production. So he has three of the number one productions for the Tesla factory, which is cool. That's cool. And uh, cool. he decided that, you know, he, he of course he threw up some images on his social media, his Twitter and Instagram, of the Model 3. It's a very attractive car. It's beautiful. It, uh, I really like the Man, design. it looks like a Porsche. Looks like a four-door yeah, Porsche. Yeah, kind of. You know, even though you're going to have to pay for the charging, it's still going to cost quite a bit less than filling up the um, gas tank on, a like, the average sedan. So yeah, it, it is, like, you're going to save money buying these electric cars, and not to mention all the incentives, like, certain states have for owning a hybrid like this. And the uh, lack of smog you'd be putting out into the air as well. Yeah, yeah. I've even heard of, like, other countries. I'm, I'm not sure off the top of my head, but, like, outlawing, like, uh, buying cars that aren't electric 
or at least half electric by 2030. Yeah, France was one of those countries that wanted to have it done oh, by you're a certain right. year. Yeah, and that's it's wild to think that, man. And the Model 3 is still going to feature um, that automated driving service that most Teslas do. Um, good, I'm not good. sure if it's going to come out right away. I think it's going to be a download eventually um, to catch up with all the states. they got to center around cars like Google does to basically network the whole fucking United States so that wow. it knows what to read. It is going to be capable of doing the actual autopilot, which is Tesla's high point and uh, moving really us towards cool. the future that we all know is inevitable. We're going to lose our right to drive. <laughs> well, I know that they said, you know, even if you don't have a smart car, all the smart cars will box you in. So you have to drive safely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everybody's so, going to own so a it's Tesla coming either way, man. The other thing that we talk about a lot is the fact that, you know, if we get better public transportation, we'd have less cars on the road in the first place. Hell yeah. And that's another thing that Elon Musk is really pushing for with his Hyperloop One. Hell yeah. And they yeah. had their first the system <laughs> test. Yeah, the boring company. Boring McBorface. They had to open it up for him. The Hyperloop One had its first full system test of the ultra-fast transportation system out in Nevada, which is where they've been doing their dev test or developer testing. They managed to yeah. get their their chassis to go I believe it was like 250 miles an hour yeah, or, well that's, that's their ending goal I'm sorry they got it their ending their eventual goal is to get it up to 250 it could event it could in theory go up to 750 miles per hour but this first one run of it actually got it up to 70 miles per hour pulling two G's while reaching that speed that's still a good a good cruising if you're underground like that you're not going to do near that on a little city street not at all. And one of the biggest factors that helps them do that is this uh, airtight seal that they have uh, for where the pods are traveling. It's quoted that by achieving a full vacuum, they're essentially inventing their own sky and a tube as if you're flying at 200,000 feet in the air. So that definitely helps them Jeez. in terms of aerodynamics and stuff. They also showed their first uh, pod that will house like things and people in these Hyperloop tubes. So, yeah, they're trying to reach their next phase of testing, of hitting that 250-mile-an-hour mark. And these these new Hyperloop 1-2 uh, pods that they're doing, they look really, really sleek. It's like a uh, train out of the future. Yeah, man, it's definitely the future. I mean, it's about time we like started sitting here and figuring out an alternative to break up the traffic in these big cities. You know, we talk about it over and over again, you know, L.A. and New York City especially. The traffic is horrific. Oh, yeah. And we need to think of alternatives. And obviously, we're not at the flying car part yet. <laughs> Seriously. Why not go underground? We got to really push to actually get this, though, because so far, the company said that uh, it has feasibility studies underway in the UAE, Finland, and Sweden. But they've been eyeing less than a dozen regions in the U.S. to actually implement this hyperloop even though they're testing it in nevada yeah you know I, i'd imagine a lot of the cities have issues you know between breaking up the structure that's above the ground or you know say you put it in la you're in a, a city that's prone to have earthquakes what right. if something cracks the ground shifts and the ocean water starts seeping into these tunnels and drowns people that's a that's nightmare. terrible no you're better off putting yeah. it in a place like i don't know iceland where like you know it's you can do a big loop on like one one island yeah. or something. Yeah, exactly. 
So yeah, I'm excited to see what happens with the Hyperloop, where it goes in first, what Elon continues to do with it, and if they're going to hit that 250 mile an hour mark they're shooting for. Hell yeah, man. That, that would just be crazy. 250 miles. You just park your car on a little platform, brings you into the ground, shoots you to the other side of the fucking city, you're good. Right. No traffic. And keeping up in car news, a student team from Eidenhoven University of the Netherlands, it's a uh, technology university, unveiled a new car that's made completely out of a biodegradable lightweight structure, mainly consistent of sugar beet and flax. Okay. And now, on top of like it being a lighter issue car, and just being friendlier to our environment to produce this car, it just it takes literally twenty percent less of the energy to oh, use wow. to make this car, which is amazing. And it's actually pretty durable. It's passed all the tests in the Netherlands for a car to actually be safe to use on the roads. That's awesome. It's quite an amazing little little thing too. We're definitely gonna put this in the slideshow. A picture of this. It's called Lena. There's still a few more tests, I guess, to configure before they can mass produce this car. But it's quite amazing to see that we're actually getting into the idea of alternatives. You know, a lot of the cars today are made with a cheap plastic or metal composite that just dents anyway. Why not looking to things that are going to be actual practical to use from the environment that we have in mass? Right, because think of how many like junkyards are just sitting with like old car bodies just chilling yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's a biodegradable skin, so, you know, if you leave the car to rot, like, which I gotta say, I drive around the northeast of the lot for work, I see cars in the woods rotting away, like, no tomorrow. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know what's going on. People just have, like, machines in their yards rotting away in, like, overgrown areas. It's no good. And then you got the oils and stuff Yeah, the oils out. and stuff, yeah. And it's just amazing. This car will last 20 years, and uh, it, it's completely safe to the environment say you did drop it into a lake or something <laughs> like that, you know? Right. Worst case scenario, at least it's going to break apart on its own. Yeah, without a doubt. And no toxins released into the environment. It's, it's, it's quite... Again, it's a cool-looking car, man. It looks like... Uh, I would say almost like a modern version of your car, the Cube almost. Like, it's, it's a little squared... But it's just got those like futuristic curves to it. Yeah, it's kind of like a cross between my car and a smart car in a way. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it is a little smaller than your car for sure. It's got some racing stripes almost. It's got that, yeah, kind of. It's got that um, dome sort of top that gives you a little bit more area inside the car like Volkswagen's got too. Yeah, you can view everything. Yeah, the windshield is fucking huge. Oh yeah, it goes goes up to like the, it's like a, a windshield. Uh, windshield turned into a sunroof <laughs> yeah it really is i feel like where you're sitting in the driver's seat it goes back like two feet over your head but it's straight incline up <laughs> yeah it's it's neat though i would never if you had like said which of these cars is biodegradable i wouldn't have picked that you know no no nice shiny paint on it nice rims and everything it looks like a standard little european car speaking of odd that kind of wraps up our tech segment and brings us into our next one the Wheel of Weird. Now, the Wheel of Weird is something we've been doing uh, for two episodes now. We spin a wheel, and we have a person, place, and thing from the Wiki Unusual page. And depending what it lands on, we will end up kind of giving you guys the info on it and filling you in on what odd thing we pulled out of the Wiki pages these this time. We've got a person, a place, and a thing, as Jesse has stated before. For the person chosen spring-heeled jack for the place 
Spiral Island. And for the thing, Rap Rage. Rap Rage, and that's with a W, not not an R. <laughs> Rap Rage might be no. something that happened in the 90s. Yeah, it's not beef. <laughs> it's not beef. When you need two guests to go, go to sleep. sleep. All right, so All what, right. Matt's we're, got we're our spinner here, and uh, we're going to see what it lands on. We're spinning. think we've got a place spiral island we're going spiral island that's about. it's two places uh, uh in a row there for our first two it is two places in a row. man but our last place was quite spectacular i don't know if we'll be able to you know outdo a kingdom spiral island is actually very very interesting i found this to be highly entertaining read here um, Spiral Island is a floating artificial island built in Mexico by British artist Richard Raishi Sawa. It was destroyed by Hurricane Emily in 2005, and a replacement, Joxie Island, has been open for tours since 2008. This is basically a floating, a floating artificial island that is growing its own vegetation. This guy decided to take large uh nets filled with plastic bottles of, that. of plywood and bamboo structure and then sand and numerous plants, including mangrove trees. The island also supported a two-story house, a solar oven, a self-composting toilet, and three beaches. Three beaches? That's pretty good for an island. Small floating you gotta island. You got to have all the all the angles covered just about. He couldn't go for four, so he, he was like, you know what, I got it. East, west, and north. That's, that's all I need. And because this is a floating island, it's moved around a bunch, too. I guess it was at the end of, like, a, uh, a beach or an end of a dock, and then, like, storms kind of pushed it up onto the sand and stuff, and then eventually Hurricane Emily destroyed it in 2005, washed it completely onto the beach, but in one piece. Because, you know, all the roots of so, the mangroves had sort of intertwined with the bottles. And <laughs> it just became one with the, like, environment in general. Anyway, that's crazy. So then the guy decided, you know, I'm going to do another one. He decided I'm going to build uh, Spiral Ireland Island 2, but I'm going to do it in the near the Isle of Women, near Cancun. Ooh, nice location. He calls it, it's called Joxy Island, but I, I like calling it Spire Island, too. You can't forget your roots. You can't, you know, it's, it's the sequel. Um, one of the funny things is he he started a Kickstarter with a goal of 18000 but it expired when he only had 5000 And, you know, with Kickstarter, you don't get it unless you get hit your goal for the money. So then he started one with a $9,000 goal that he reached. And it's helping, like, keep the island together. People can come visit it for tours. But it's classified as an eco-boat, so it needs, like, life rings, buoys, emergency kits, fire extinguishers. Yeah, it, it has to comply with all regular boating regulations. <laughs> Even though it's, That's like, quite funny. floating tree on sand and bottles. like That's insane. This is, this is creative, I've got to say. It, it kind of inspired me. I'm like, I want to start my own floating island. It was yeah, on MTV's Extreme Cribs back in 2011. Man, he has a solar-powered waterfall and river on this island. See, that's pretty badass. A wave-powered washing machine. Ooh. Ooh. So he's still doing his clothes. That's nice. nice. I like that. Don't got a stink out there. So that's uh, Spiral Island for the Wheel of Weird for this episode. Maybe next time we'll be able to hear about uh, Rap Rage or Spring Heel Jack. 
Oh, I want to hear about Spring Hill Jack. He's a funny guy. But uh, maybe we'll get there. Now I'm going to take you to the island of Plugs. Where you can get away. And you can go to the Facebook and Instagram. And you can check us out. <laughs> at American Slacker Podcast. And also, you can check out the website. AmericanSlackerPodcast.com and also, if you want to send me an email as how that was not a smooth transition, American Slacker Podcast at gmail.com. Over by the Fire Eaters and Fire Spinners, you will find our Twitter and Reddit. Uh, that is at A-M-E-R-S-L-K-R Podcast, Amer Slacker Podcast. Um, you can also get a complimentary drink when you rate and review the podcast over on iTunes at the Tiki Bar. Uh, tell a friend about the show as well and send them over to our YouTube if they're not familiar with podcasts. And the Tiki Bar is stocked with a wonderful selection of music to keep your experience fun as can be. All you gotta do is pop open that Spotify and search American Slacker Podcast. You'll be drifting away in no time. And if you'd like to step into the VIP lounge where we serve our Patreons and Patrons who head on over to patreon.com and search American Soccer Podcast to become a sponsor of the show. They are offered a variety of amenities, such as being able to play Xbox with us on the fourth Saturday of each month and getting a shout-out at the top of the show. If you want to keep up with our personal lives on the island, all you got to do is check out the Instagrams, the Snapchats, maybe the gamer tags, if we're on. And uh, my Instagram is MWGmedia, and my Snapchat and gamertag are MattyG from HP. You'll find me doing the hula at Landers the Plane on all the social media. Aloha, people. We love every one of you. And uh, we're going to go chill on the beach. Till next time. That's it. There you go. There you go. There you go. Listen again. For me, you'll find me doing the hula at at. <laughs> <fuck that> <laughs>